Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports and brought to you as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, In the last episode, just a little bit of a recall, uh, I discussed some position players, some free agent targets that the Colorado Rockies should target for this offseason. As I mentioned, this offseason is a fairly important one considering it's the last year before Nolan Arenado's opt-out and the last year before Trevor Story's contract is up. So if the Rockies wish to be competitive for next season, the free agent market is the most immediately available and quickest way to improve the team uh, from where it is at now in terms of its talent on its roster. So with this episode, I wanted to discuss the available talent in the market of starting pitching as well as uh, relief pitching in each and individual segments. So the cool thing is while we're looking at the Rockies offseason now, uh, we get to evaluate some players, some potential free agents for uh, the Rockies still who are playing in the postseason. And the first uh, person who I wanted to mention, the first free agent pitcher who I wanted to mention uh, was just eliminated today as a member of the Oakland Athletics. Uh, dealt halfway through the year from the Texas Rangers to the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Mike Miner is one of the players on this list. So I think my philosophy here in terms of price uh, was considering that I think starting pitching in Major League Baseball comes at a premium which means I believe you have to pay a higher price for higher quality starting pitching than most other positions. One of the first things that contending teams try to do is assemble a pitching staff that can win three games and you can be very comfortable about it. Uh, When the Yankees tried to assemble uh, Luis Severino, Garrett Cole, and Masahiro Tanaka as as a big three, uh, three three-man rotation you can go to in the playoffs, uh, similar thing with the Nationals last season with Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, uh, Anibal Sanchez, and, and Patrick Corbin. Uh, that was more of a four-man rotation with Anibal Sanchez as kind of a flex guy. Uh, but the still still the top three of Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin was very formidable. So I think starting pitching really gets you deep into the playoffs. And, I mean, again, you look at the Astros, and despite their offensive uh, advantages that they gave themselves. Their pitching staff was still top-notch um, last season as a World Series contending team with Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole spearheading it with Zach Greinke um, as the third-best pitcher on that team. So I think pitching is one of the things that wins championships. Uh, undoubtedly, you have to build a top, top-of-the-line front end of your starting rotation Uh, but during the regular season which is a place where the Rockies have struggled they have not been able to piece together the back end of rotation either I think the Rockies have at least very solid uh, two three starters Uh, I think Herman Marquez has probably proven himself to be an ace at this point but the jury is still out I think I'm not a hundred percent sold on that Uh, I think he can still be a quality pitcher in the playoffs a number two number three guy for certain Uh, but I think the Rockies need at least one more top of the line guy and 
at least one more back of the end rotation player. Uh, so back to Mike Miner specifically, as Mike Miner uh, was uh, one of the top of the line guys here, at least uh, a two or a three for the Oakland Athletics this season uh, after he was dealt from the Texas Rangers. And I think uh, the piece had a quietly successful past two seasons. Uh, he's been very uh, effective as a left-handed arm. Uh, he posted a 464 fielding independent pitching, which is not bad at all. He had a solid ground ball rate, which is something that I think you want to keep an eye out for for Rockies pitchers because in a Coors field, which is vast, you would rather have players keep the ball on the ground than uh, have the balls in the air. Uh, the expected stats for him look pretty sustainable. So at least in terms of a statistical profile, Mike Miner would be a guy to take a look at and expect to be a high-level contributor in the rotation next season uh, if the Rockies were to go that direction. Again, I think he might be someone who is a little bit pricier because he's proven himself to be uh, capable in a playoff rotation. Uh, now, someone that makes a lot of sense for Colorado and is someone that uh, a lot of members in the Colorado media and a lot of people, just Colorado fans in general, have talked about uh, is the, the coveting of Kevin Gossman from the San Francisco Giants is where he played this season. So this year, I, I in years past, you know, I've been a little bit skeptical about his success. And this year, I think he proved me wrong. Uh, he finished the season in the 73rd percentile and expected weighted on base average. And his profile across the board was excellent. His strikeout rate, his whiff rate, his spin rate, and his velocity have all been excellent. And obviously, there's uh, there's a reason why Kevin Gossman has been so closely tied to the Colorado Rockies and rumors, and that's because of his connection. He was born in Centennial, and he went to school at Grandview High School, uh, along with uh, with Yankees legend Greg Bird. So I think Kevin Gossman does make a lot of sense for several reasons. I'm not sure what his market would be. Probably fairly expensive, considering that he had a pretty successful season. Um, but again, pitching comes at a premium, and I think that this guy would for sure be a very quality top-notch middle of the rotation, probably a solid three behind Marquez, and um, maybe a two in front of Freeland, but we'll see how Freeland um, and John Gray bounce back. But I think Gossman would be a fantastic addition regardless, and he would make uh, a three-man rotation in the playoffs uh, if, the, if it came to that. <laughs> Uh, a couple guys who I did want to mention for the back end of the rotation. I'm not sure what the market on these players would be um, considering. I'm not sure what their demand would be. I think that they have solid profiles, and uh, I think that they could be very effective in the back end of their rotation. And I think Garrett Richards is one of the players in my mind where the Rockies could look at him as a fourth pitcher uh, behind Marquez, Gray, and Freeland if they didn't sign a top top of the end uh, rotation guy. But Garrett Richards was in the 40th percentile expected weighted on base average, which is below league average. But honestly, it seems like at Coors Field, there's something that kind of throws expected weighted on base average off kilter a little bit. Uh, with the 40th percentile and expected weighted on base average, he would be 
second on the Rockies uh, in terms of starters. The number one this season was Herman Marquez with a 50, 50th percentile expected weighted on base average. Obviously, Garrett Richards was not in Coors Field, so that number would probably drop a bit were he to join the team. But I think he has the raw stuff for it. He was top of the league in spin rate for uh, both his fastball and his curveball. He's a high-velocity guy, and he has a decent ground ball rate, especially for being a high-velocity guy. So I think he, he's someone who could work out in Colorado considering this type of profile. Now, the last starter I wanted to highlight here was Drew Smiley. Uh, he was in the 65th percentile and expected weighted on base average this year, uh, and he had a 97th percentile season in terms of strikeout rate and 97th percentile in terms of whiff rate. Now, typically, these are good numbers that you would like to see for pitchers, and if it were 29 other teams in baseball, this feels like a no-brainer that this type of player would be successful and sustainable down the road. Uh, maybe not with the degree of success that he had this season, of course, because of a shortened sample size, but high whiff rate uh, and obviously a good profile to match that, and, and there was a reason for that. But for the Colorado Rockies... That whiff rate may not hold up considering the altitude and how much less breaking balls move out here. Uh, nevertheless, I think Smiley has good enough stuff to be a very competitive pitcher and a very solid middle to back end of the rotation guy in Colorado if that were uh, to happen. So those are the starting pitchers I wanted to mention. I think out of the four that I mentioned between minor Gossman, Richards, and Smiley, I'd probably favor Kevin Gossman. He'd also probably be the most expensive, maybe maybe over Mike Miner. Uh, but I think Gossman has the stuff, he has the connection, and he has the, the raw ability to pitch in Coors Field and at Colorado to be successful here. And I think when the Rockies go out and sign free agent pitchers, uh, it doesn't really end up well. But there is at least some sort of safety that you feel with Kevin Gossman uh, at least I, in my mind, that you would feel because he has so many years of experience pitching in Colorado. So that's the starting pitchers, and I wanted to move on to talk about the relief pitchers, but before I do that, I wanted to talk about the sponsor for our show today. Week four of football is in the books, and now it is time to review the tape and get ready for week five. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 5, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. But don't worry, if football isn't for you, DraftKings is giving all you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. If you're listening to this on the 9th of October, then tonight is Game 5 of the Lakers Heat Finals game. And uh, just to throw a little bit of a tip out there uh, of the uh, double-digit games that LeBron James has played in in terms of closeout, uh, since 2014... LeBron James has only lost one of them, so uh, my money would be on the Lakers in this scenario. So with that in mind, DraftKings is a safe, reliable, and secure place that makes it easy for you to deposit and withdraw 
your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code MHS to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus compromised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now, I wanted to finish up the look ahead to the free agency period for the Colorado Rockies with dis discussing the relief pitchers that I believe the Rockies should sign. And in the case of the first guy that I wanted to discuss, re-sign is more of the accurate term. I think Daniel Bard was indispensable to the Rockies this season, and obviously they didn't have the success that they wanted to have. But the success that they did have was largely due to Daniel Bardi. He was a bright spot in that bullpen. With the Rockies having the second-worst bullpen in the major leagues this season, the fact that they did so, even while Daniel Bard had such a successful season, was uh, discouraging, to say the least. Between Daniel Bard and Yancy Almonte, who I also think had an, an outstanding season, I think Daniel Bard and Yancey play a role at least next season. Daniel Bard is on the older side, but it is his first year back. So I'm not sure how his decline would look. Uh, but he will be 36 next season. I think that's uh, a reason. it's reasonable to expect that he'll be able to produce at a similar level next season as well. There's nothing in his profile that suggests that he will drop off anytime soon. No dip in velocity or spin rate or anything like that. So I think a priority for the bullpen next season is to re-sign Daniel Bard, and I believe with how the Rockies have treated him, they will have no problem doing so. Now there are three guys, uh, three very very quality relievers who I wanted to highlight for the Colorado Rockies to re-sign. The first of which definitely would be a bit more pricey, but would also shore up uh, potentially a closer role, but at the very least a setup role. Uh, was Blake Trainin. Blake Trainin played for the Los Angeles Dodgers this year. I wanted the Rockies to take a waiver on this guy after his tenure with the Athletics. Uh, the Dodgers were able to pick him up for fairly cheap. So I, I, Blake Trainin had a devastating slider and led uh, the majors in ERA after a full season. Uh, I, I believe his ERA was under one after a very full season a couple of seasons ago, but then he... Um, had some issues uh, only two seasons ago and was uh, able to uh, come back and make a comeback with the Dodgers this season. His sinker, which is his trademark, was excellent all season. He threw it just over half the time. And this led to a very excellent looking profile. Across the board, all of it looked very, very solid and very encouraging. He produced a 65% ground ball rate, which is one of the highest in the major leagues. And I think this, again, as I mentioned earlier with Mike Miner, you want to look for someone with a high ground ball rate. And Blake Trainin fits that mold very well uh, with that sinker that he throws. He's maintained a very high level of success without needing a high strikeout rate. And he misses barrels at a very, very high rate. And I think this type of pitcher would be very successful at Coors Field and would be an important and dynamic piece in the back end of 
a Colorado Rockies bullpen. After Blake Trandon, I wanted to move on to talk about Shane Green. I'm not sure what kind of market he's going to demand during this offseason, but he did post a an expected weighted on base average in the 71st percentile, which is higher than uh, essentially everyone on this Colorado Rockies team. He didn't post a very high strikeout rate, but yet he was still able to maintain some success, and I think that's a pretty decent indicator that he can miss barrels very effectively and that he'll be he'd be able to be someone that contributes in the Colorado Rockies rotation at a high level. The final player I wanted to highlight was Anthony Bass from Toronto. He is someone who has a very intriguing profile. I haven't heard too much about him. I'm not sure what kind of market he would command, but with the abundance of free agents on the market this summer, at least especially in relief pitching, someone like Anthony Bass might fly under the radar. He missed barrels this season in the 96th percentile, and that's that's an incredible rate, obviously. I think that's something that would be valuable at Coors Field. He has an incredibly high ground ball rate as well. His expected weighted on base average I've mentioned players before, you know, 71st expected weighted on base average, 65th percentile, 40th percentile, 73rd. Anthony Bass is in the 98th percentile and expected weighted on base average, which is incredible and uh, is a testament to that his style of pitching and how effective it was this season. Again, his ground ball rate is very high, and I think that's something that would play at Coors Field very well. Well, with that, that's the end of the relief pitchers and the starting pitchers. If you disagreed with me, if you had any other suggestions, please let me know on social media. Follow me on Twitter at Cade Walker NBA. Uh, please share, subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. And thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time.